Welcome to The Organic Advocate. I'm your host, Taya O'Carroll, the founder, CEO, and farmer behind Yield Organic. Here at The Organic Advocate, we get real about the challenges and solutions to organic agriculture. Here in studio with me is Rodrigo Zarita with eWeb Strategy. Thank you, Rodrigo, for being here to share the highlights of the Natural Products Expo West 2018 conference. How was sunny California, Taya? Well, Anaheim is beautiful as usual. Uh, Palm trees, bird of paradise plants, they just have this natural way of welcoming you to California. And even if you're not able to make it to the beach, it's still absolutely beautiful. (laughs) And it's it's a great place to actually have a trade show. So you can just imagine 85,000 people coming together to explore, partake, and enjoy in a trade show. Well, it happened this year. That's the largest Expo West to date. That is a lot of people. So tell me, what is Natural Products Expo West really about? Well, in informal terms, it's it's a gathering of brands. They come from all over the world, coming together to showcase their products, and along with the trade show, the New Hope Network that facilitates the event organizes additional educational tracks that are available as part of what they call the super pass into the event. And that includes education, right? And there isn't really a theme to the show, but looking at this year's agenda of those educational tracks, it's pretty apparent that the regenerative agriculture, it was definitely on everyone's mind and a key focus. Sounds like it was a busy couple of days (laughs) trying to take in the educational tracks. The trade show along with meeting with people Knowing you, you were involved in the regenerative agricultural sessions. So, what did you find out? Well, having been part of the Acres USA 2017 that was in Columbus, Ohio, when they had their conference and trade show, I was able to see the Rodale Institute's Regenerative Agricultural Certification, which they abbreviate as the ROC, um, being unveiled to farmers. And it was pretty cool now being able to be part of the soft launch to the rest of the supply chain at the Natural Products Expo West trade show. And it really brought the message full circle that large players are definitely behind this movement. So let me ask, what is really the definition of regenerative? It seems like it could mean something different to everyone. Yeah, you've got it. And that that's part of the challenge of trying to not only define it, but try and measure it. Correct. And especially when it's an area that many corporations are looking to improve upon in their supply chain, which leads us pretty much to the ROC, that Regenerative Agricultural Certification. The ROC sounds pretty interesting, and I have seen quite a bit of information about it in articles on the internet, especially after the Natural Products Expo West. So from what I've gleaned, there are three pillars that Mm -hmm. make up the ROC, consisting of soil health, animal welfare, and social fairness. Yep, that's right. Um, Those three pillars and definitely make up the rock. And during the educational tracks, they actually called it climate strategies. The what, why, how, and regenerative organic certification, the panel was hosted. It was a very impressive panel. And it started out being hosted with Miss Nova Sayers, the Senior Business Development Manager for the Food and Sustainability NSF International. And the speakers were, you've heard me talk about Jeff Moyer before. He's the Executive Director of the Rodale Institute. Yeah, we... we we interacted with him at Acres. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. And David Bronner, I love this title. You can't miss this title. <laughs> he goes by Cosmic Engagement Officer. <laughs> awesome. And I know. It stands for CEO, and that's for Dr. Bronner's. And we also had Rose Macario, the president and CEO of Patagonia. Cool. Leah 
uh, Garzes, the U.S. Executive Director for Compassion and World Farming, and Dana Geffner, the co-founder and executive director of the Fair World Project, the FWP. There were definitely leaders of the industry on the panel. Mm -hmm. And I take it as a showing of their seriousness, of their commitment to making changes in the industry and their own supply chains. Did you notice any response from the audience? Did they provide any feedback? Yeah, there were actually some tough and, I mean, pretty tough questions. We didn't have a lot of time for questions, but uh, the two that really stood out to me are, how are we going to measure this? And who's going to be providing the oversight to that program? You're right. Those are good questions. Did they have answers? Kind of. And as far as the oversight of the program, they're expecting the current ACAs, the accredited certifying agents, to be the regulators since they're already part of the process, with one of the steps being... Um, you have to have your land certified as USDA um, certified organic. That makes sense. So it's not a short process. Well, as we all know, good things sometimes are a process that don't happen overnight. <laughs> that's, that's true. And what about measuring the results? You mentioned that one of the questions, that was one of the questions that they asked. Right, right. That was one of the questions. And that was something that I didn't really hear an answer to. The audience Though, they seemed not only receptive to this idea of the rock, uh, but found themselves actually energized by the opportunity to be part of making a difference. So, marketers might use the word regenerative as like the next buzzword to replace the word sustainable, but I'm sure we are all hopeful that the word will be used in conjunction with a way to make changes that are measurable and quantifiable to the supply chain. I hope so, too. I found it really refreshing that the regenerative theme didn't just stop with those three pillars of the rock. And then it carried over to different educational tracks of the trade show as well. And I was able to attend them. And the next one that I attended was the regenerative finance. How to invest in the future of food. Seriously? Is there such a thing <laughs> as regenerative <laughs> finance? I know. It's not what anyone would normally think of when they're talking about banking. And in all fairness, I have to give these uh, this panel a lot of credit to these speakers because they did an amazing job in explaining what they're going to do and where they're moving. So David Haynes is the Managing Director of Greenmont Camp Capital Partners and Gary Groff. He was also the EVP Director of Business Development for the New Resource Bank. Bill Graves was Managing Director of Tinshed Ventures, which is part of Patagonia. Yes. An excellent presenter, of course, as always, is Robin O'Brien. She's founder of the Allergy Kids Foundation. And one of my favorites is Tina Owens and friend, Director of Sustainability and Strategic Sourcing at Kashi. And they really painted a picture. It was pretty cool of a paradigm shift that is possible in the world of finance. Interesting. So you have me, and I'm sure the listeners as well, on the hook <laughs> on this one. So you have to share more. I like the idea of a shift taking place. Okay. Well, here's the scene. Imagine going to a bank, and they understand that farmers are not meant to be exploited for the crops they produce, but instead rewarded for their efforts, and especially if they're taking the steps to regenerate the land. That's definitely a shift. I know that um, you name people on the panel, their positions in their companies, but who really are these folks? What motivates them to make this change, Taya? And this is the interesting part to me. So these, this panel, they are definitely influencers in the finance industry. And the people and institutions behind making the push toward regenerative and regenerating the finance world. 
and they engage with a lot of different brands that are working to improve the planet and initiatives to help people. And they're not just solely looking at the bottom line. They emphasize that several times to make their financial decisions, but would rather work on the whole impact of the business they're working with. To me, their point was, this isn't the 80s anymore uh, where Wall Street's king. You know, we look to the products that we buy to see where and how the inputs are sourced and produced. Yes, people care about that now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they're thinking it's just like that, that maybe we should all be asking our financial institution, what is our money doing as we're sleeping at night? Is it out supporting initiatives or, you know, is it something we agree with or don't agree with? You know, is the money working to make a difference in a positive way? It's pretty impressive, right? So they don't think that the financial institutions are intentionally hiding what they're doing. No. But that they have just never been asked to disclose what the funds they are involved in. And that as consumers, we have never had the chance to ask questions before, let alone receive an answer. That's it. That's exactly it. That's pretty cool. Did you attend any other sessions? I attended a few more, but there's one last one in particular that I'd like to mention because it touched my heart. Cool. And it flowed as another regenerative focus session. It was on supporting farmers, which, you know, of course, I like that idea. I believe the title was Activating Regenerative Ag Through Marketplace Support. Any key takeaways there? Well, the focus of their discussion was the difference of what it can make in the life of a farmer when corporations are actually on board and willing to provide contracts that reward farmers for regenerating farming practices. And there were some farmers from Montana on the panel. And the part that really, I think, stuck with me is with those contracts in the corporations behind us as farmers, it helps us make sure that we can actually pay our bills each year. And that was something that I could really relate to what they were saying. I mean, that's, if anything, that's the definition of sustainability. Right. So all this, did you find time to make it to the showroom floor? I did. You can't go that far and you definitely can't miss the trade show because (laughs) it's pretty spectacular. You mentioned last year that there were so many exhibitors. All the facilities were literally bursting at the seams. I heard the conference being the size it is with over 85,000 people now participating in one way or another. That they added, added onto the Anaheim Convention Center? I know. Just when you think there's not enough space (laughs) in like a plot of land in the middle of the city already built up around it, they found the space and didn't take anything else down. (laughs) They just actually added a new hall um, to house what they call the hot products. And it made such a tremendous difference because... The last few years, you're like ping-ponging back and forth between the Marriott and the Hilton. You're trying not to miss anything because you don't want to miss a new hot product. Right. Well, that section of the show, they were able to now incorporate that all into one new pavilion. That's so cool. And with that many exhibitors, you can't tell me. You didn't walk out (laughs) of there without eating or drinking something. (laughs) That would seriously be an impossibility. (laughs) The exhibit hall is a great place to eat, drink, and be merry. But the best part is to do business. Yes. So there's something for everyone. And I did notice that it felt like the organic section has grown. That is cool. The only unfortunate thing was it was kind of tough, and I'm glad to see it. And Kashi does an amazing job. There's this giant green number one, if you can imagine, just taking this huge footprint on the trade show floor. And it was just, it was neat to see it again. I thought that you liked what it stood for and that it was, that it brought awareness to the fact that less than 1% of the farmland acres in the United States are farmed organically. 
it, you're right. It does just that. And that is something that, you know, I like what it stands for. But I would just really like to see that 1% number increase, I even know. though I'm actually very aware of what it takes to move that number. Yeah. Increasing that 1%, that would be the celebration that I'd like to hear coming into the exhibit hall right alongside Bob from Bob's Red Mill Marching Band. <laughs> and no joke, you have to see this someday. So imagine a real band actually walking in behind Bob every day into the trade show floor. It almost doesn't matter where you are in the immense trade show floor. Everyone knows that Bob has arrived. And to me, that, that is what I'd like to feel and how it would feel to me to see that number 1% increase. I mean, not everyone gets a marching band to walk in with them and announce their arrival, but I can see your point. Yeah, it would be pretty cool. So knowing you, Taya, you are a very tenacious person. And if moving the 1%, Number is something that you and others in the industry, both producers and buyers, put all of your minds towards. We can help make that number move. Absolutely. And to do our part in conjunction with the producers and buyers, Yield Organic is working on growing contracts for the 2019 growing season. Listeners, check it out. Yieldorganic.com forward slash growing dash contracts. It seems like a great way to help ease some of the bank's hesitation to lend operating capital to farmers if they know that part of the money that they are lending is securitized with a letter of intent represented as a growing contract. Absolutely. If this is something that you listeners are open to, let us know you're interested in participating in 2019. That website again is yieldorganic.com forward slash growing dash contracts. 2018 is already off to a great start and it sounds like things are being put into place to help people out in 2019 as well. I am happy to be part of the podcast and to share what's going on. Thanks for having me here today, Taya. Well, thank you, Rodrigo. And I'd like to also thank everyone for tuning into The Organic Advocate. This concludes our podcast. Once again, thank you for listening to The Organic Advocate. If you enjoyed this podcast, hit the like button. Leave us a review on iTunes or subscribe. It's easy to follow us on iTunes now. Just look for The Organic Advocate under the podcast section. If you have any questions about Yield Organic, you can reach us on Twitter using the hashtag OrganicAdvocate. We look forward to hearing from you. If you'd like to be a guest on The Organic Advocate or connect with us, please reach out to us on Facebook forward slash Yield Organic and on Twitter at Yield Organic. Keep tuning in. Next time, we're going to have a special guest and one of my favorite people to talk about succession planning and how organic acres can affect the long-term viability of family farms. See you then.